Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Thursday, January 14th. Hope you're doing well on this beautiful Thursday at the beginning, or I guess now we're in the middle of January. That's hard to believe. Um, and hope you are uh, doing well as we journey together. I, I want to talk just a little bit this morning about the, uh, a tricky subject, uh, the divisions that are being felt and seen within the church in America. It's probably a bit of an overstatement to say that um, the church is more divided than it's ever been. Uh, the church has certainly split in massive ways and things like the Great Schism around the turn of the first millennium, um, the Protestant Reformation, uh, and uh, examples like that. But the church does feel very divided in a variety of different ways. And one of the challenges of the division is that we seem to be divided on issues, three specific issues over the last year, the response to COVID-19, the racial tensions that are bubbling up in the U.S., and now politics and the presidential election. We seem to be divided on issues that um, have at least plausible arguments on both sides. There are certainly people, uh, intelligent people, on both sides who um, who feel what they believe, who who hold their beliefs very deeply. And so what do we do with that? How do we respond? Um, th- there's a author, pastor named Kevin DeYoung. You may or may not know that name. He's now a pastor of a Presbyterian church in uh, North Carolina, uh, writes quite a bit and uh, wrote a piece for the Gospel Coalition uh, yesterday that I just thought was uh, really helpful. I'll just be upfront. I'm not a big Kevin DeYoung fan as a whole. I, um, I, I think that he tends to be a bit uh, simplistic and dogmatic in his writing in areas that I'm at least not comfortable being dogmatic about. That said, I thought it was a really excellent article about how we engage this season. He, he gives three key points, and um, I'll give you his points and then just expound a little bit on them myself. Um, he, he says, first, we need to be humble. Uh, one of the core tenets of his argument is that it is impossible for us to research and truly know everything there is to know about all of these issues. There's too much information out there. There's too much question as to the validity of that information. There's so many sources, so many opinions. We just can't be experts on everything. And so we need to have humility. And you've heard me say this multiple times over the last several weeks. One of the marks of Christians need to be that we approach the world around us with humility. And that means issues like these three big hot-button issues that are happening in the U.S. right now. It doesn't mean we don't have an opinion. It doesn't mean we don't have a well-researched and thought-out opinion. It just recognizes we don't know everything there is to know about that area because there's so much to know. And so we need to start with humility. Secondly, he says uh, we need to be measured. Um, and m- measured, he, he clarifies that it's not simply defaulting to the status quo, but we need to recognize that um, we all have passions that flow into these areas and that those passions very rarely lead us in a healthy direction. That doesn't mean we just settle with things as they are, but we need to be measured in the way that we approach. We need to uh, be careful that our radical side is saved for things that are worth being radical about. For instance, the gospel is worthy of our radical following, our radical um, 
our radical action. The gospel is worthy of us pushing in with everything that we have. And there is not another issue, regardless of how deeply you feel it, that is worth that same amount of passion. And so we need to be measured. We need to be people who are able to step back and say, within the scope of everything else that's happening in all of eternity, because remember, that's our perspective as believers in Christ, in the scope of everything that's happening in all of eternity, this is not the most important thing. And so we need to be measured. And his third point, one that he expounded quite a bit on, is the idea of then, once we are humble and measured, reasoning together. That it is appropriate for us to have real conversations, uh, real interaction, and we need to learn to be discerning about who we're listening to, how we're engaging the topics, but we need to reason together. We need to be people who do some research, who do read and understand. But when we do that, um, DeYoung makes the case, and I would amplify it as much as I can, we need to read widely. We need to read both people on our side, whatever that side is, and people who are on the other side. Um, I will tell you my Twitter following is split not quite exactly down the middle, but I had definitely have people on both sides that I am reading and regularly engaging what they're thinking. But not just the, the political voices of the day or the pundits or the Christian thinkers or the philosophers of the day. We need to read widely in ancient literature as well. Um, reading some of the great classics from uh, Augustine to C.S. Lewis to Calvin and Luther, um, it, it, it's not that that will tell us what to think about COVID-19 or even necessarily about the race relations in the U.S. or where to fall on the political spectrum. But they do help us to think and they help us to have real perspective. And so when we read widely, not just in that specific area, but in a, a, a wide variety of areas, we learn to think differently and more broadly. We learn to be more reasoned in what, what we think. And then we need to learn to really engage those people that we love the most in real conversation, uh, where we're willing to listen to people who are different than us, but people that we know. This is vitally important because it's so much harder to villainize someone that you know and love. Uh, it's one of the things that I said in the last couple of days about discipleship partners. As you truly get to know someone and you find out that they think something dramatically different than you think, you still know them and you still love them and you still recognize that what they think, while maybe very different than what you think, um, isn't the position of an evil, villainous person. It's the position of someone that you love. And so we need to interact with people that we know, not just people that are far away from us, and, um, and find out what they think to begin to interact around real issues. We need to look at the fruit of people's lives. This is particularly true with people from afar that we don't know a lot about. I mean, certainly with people that we're close to, we need to do that. But when we're reading people that we don't know, things like, um, are, are they reactive? Are they a jerk when they post things or speak things? Do they uh, interact in ways that are reflecting the, the love and the beauty of Jesus? 
and then then they start to ask some real diagnostic questions. Things like, um, is this person that I'm reading and listening to, are they all on one side or all on the other side? Or are they um, allowing for the fact that there are there are gray areas within every single issue? Are they defining terms and definitions well? Um, I've had so many interactions with people and I've, uh, in some instances, called them out on uh, creating straw man arguments, uh, sa- basically saying this is what the other side believes w- without being at all representative of what the other side believes. And so are, are, we, are they defining terms and definitions fairly? Um, one, of the, uh, one of the debate styles that I totally love, it's uh, very unwieldy and uh, not often practiced, but it's a, a debate style where um, when you're debating with someone, you need to clearly state to their, uh, to, to, to their satisfaction what their position is. So after they're done talking, your first responsibility before you respond to it is to say, this is what I've heard you say. And to state it and to make sure that that's actually what they believe. Are we fairly representing one another's sides? I, I don't know that we always are. Are we willing to acknowledge the, the good things that they're saying? Um, are, are, we, are we willing to say some of these things are, are right? And even though I don't agree with it, um, this, this kind of makes sense. And there's a lot of those kinds of logical and fairness questions. De Young has a, a long list in his article. I'll uh, reference that to you. Um, but but I think it it points to the reality that we need to be people who are thinking, um, who are paying attention and interacting on these issues, but doing it first with humility and with a measured quality that recognizes. God is on the throne. We live in another kingdom. And that as citizens of heaven, yes, we have a responsibility to also engage with our citizenship on earth. But we need to first be people who understand the way that all of these issues play out in the course of eternity. Because we are eternal people who have an eternal hope. And so that's my prayer for you today, that you would live in that eternal hope. I pray that you would sense the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ resting upon you dwelling deeply within you and transforming you and flowing from you to the waiting and watching world for his glory and for your joy. May we be joyful people today. Have a great day and continue to think well as we engage the issues of the world around us. Looking forward to being back with you one more time tomorrow.